Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. Uh, my name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. Hello, buddy. And we're answering your questions on life, leadership, and the world around us. And, and today we really have a, a weighty question. And so the question goes like this. Do babies that die go to heaven? So miscarriages, babies, are they in heaven? Or It is a tender question. And I'll tell you, I'm going to answer it two ways. I'm going to answer it how I as a pastor, pastorally, how I would answer this and how I think any of us can and should answer when, when we're asked this question and I'm going to answer it theologically in the way the Bible answers it. And I, and I think there's going to be a little bit of a different spin on it. And I think both are important and both are true. So in Matthew chapter 7, when Jesus is talking about prayer, he says, Ask, you know, seek, knock, it'll be given to you. And he, he goes on and he tells this. He says basically, hey, look, you're, you're a knucklehead. You're evil. And when your son asks you for a loaf, you're not going to give him a rock. If he asks for a fish, you're not going to give him a snake. Look, you're evil. You know what to do. How much more will your Father in heaven do what's right? In other words, what Jesus is saying right there is, trust me, man, I'm good. You, you know what to do that's good. I know what to do that is good. So this is how I would answer it pastorally. I can't imagine a scenario where a child that never existed in terms of uh, outside of the womb never had any chance to cognitively participate in the revelation of the beauty of, that's found in Romans 1, in the, in the beauty of creation and things clearly seen, or an individual that has no chance to respond cognitively to the message that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through him. A child that doesn't know that they're a sinner at an early age, whatever that age might be, I can't ever imagine that kid being considered guilty of what they did. Like a little child who's there crawling on the floor and picks up a gun and has just enough strength to pick it up and pull that trigger and shoots its twin. We wouldn't prosecute that kid as an adult, would we? And I'm wicked. And I know what's right and what's good there. The Bible says um, that the Lord is good <laughs> in Psalm 136. It says that uh, he is gracious to the end in Psalm 145. Um, verse 17. So we know that God is good. Math, Mark 7 talks about how everybody watched Jesus. They say he does all things well. So I can't imagine that Jesus wouldn't do what even I being wicked would think is good. Um, and so I, I think pastorally I can look people in the eye and say, I know our God is good. I trust in him. And I can't imagine that you won't enjoy forever with your son if you know the Lord. Now let me answer this theologically. Because I do believe in unconditional election. I, I believe that God, before the creation and foundations of the earth, predestined us to know him. If we're going to, by grace, be moved towards him. I believe in the doctrine of original sin. I believe, like it says in Psalm 51, uh, verse 5, that David was uh, born in iniquity. And so all babies are sinners. All babies need redemption. We are all children of wrath until we're redeemed. There, there's something that people ask about. It's called the, the, uh, the doctrine of accountability, the age of accountability. In other words, is there a certain age that once you pass this, then you've got to be able to know what to do with a gun or what to do with the righteousness of God and your sin? And all I would tell you is there's nothing clear in the Scripture that talks about an age of accountability. Some people talk about the bar mitzvah, which means son, mitzvah law, son of the law. So at 13, when Jewish families would celebrate that now you're accountable before God, that that might suggest an age of accountability. Some people would go to the censuses taken in the Old Testament and see that God said, number all the men that are uh, you know, eligible for war, men of war, ready to go fight. And that would be some reflection potentially of the age of accountability. I think all those um, references are still suspect and questionable. Okay, I think there's a reason for that. So theologically, what we have to say is 
Um, the things that are revealed are for us and our sons, Deuteronomy 29, but the things that are hidden are hidden for a reason. God's going to do the right thing. He is good. But the reason the Bible doesn't tell us for sure that every child under a certain age or in the womb goes to heaven is because, Rick, let me just be honest with you. If you see your kid, let's just say it is 13, let's just see it 12, for whatever reason, that kid is bent towards evil. Maybe he's experienced a lot of suffering, you know, abused by an uncle when you were away. Uh, you and your mom had a horrible divorce, angry at you, angry at God, the church you were from. I don't know what it is. And you knew at 13 if that kid then had a birthday and wasn't going to trust Christ. Uh, is for sure, then the kindest thing that you could do, even if it meant judgment for you on this earth, is to assure that person's eternal security by making sure you eliminated them before they reach that age of accountability. Or, if you will, before they're out of the womb. Right? Because if we're talking about missing out on 70 years of life and getting heaven, mm -hmm. then let's miss out on the 70 years of life. But that's why God doesn't tell us that. God just says, I'm good, trust me. I'm not going to do anything. I do all things well. And what we do know is that children need redemption. That's part of the goodness of what God does. So we teach those kids. We love those kids. We call them to repentance. As a pastor, I, I have no problem looking people in the eye and saying, my God is good. I believe if you know the Lord, you'll see your son again. You'll be with your daughter again. Um, theologically, is there a possibility? I guess so. If you, if you believe in original sin and unconditional election, that God somehow will make sense that some of those children, had they been given a full chance to participate, he already knows in his foreknowledge, but I don't need to go there. That's, that's for God's to work out. I know he's good. He does all things well. He maketh no mistakes, and I trust in him. One last thing. Some people might say, well, what about David? David said that when his son died, I know that uh, I will, he won't come back to me, but I will go to him. That could be a verse. I, I don't think it is in 2 Samuel. I think what David's really saying there at that point is, hey, I'm going to go to the grave too. I'm not sure David have a full developed understanding uh, of judgment and eternity in that sense when he said it. Uh, and so I would say I wouldn't hide behind that verse to say definitively, biblically, that you'll uh, be with your kid forever. I think what David knew is, yeah, I'll go to my grave. And I think David trusted in the goodness of the Lord. And so I think David had that hope that I have pastorally. Theologically, for reasons that evil men won't corrupt and then kill kids to save them, that's the reason I don't think it's in Scripture. So love your kids, lead your kids, teach them about the goodness of God, share with them the goodness of the gospel, and trust in God. Yeah, and the quote that, that you said many times here is, when I, when I can't trace his hand, I can trust his heart. Yeah. And so God is a God to be trusted. Yeah. And so we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.